Welcome back to episode 10 of Raging Nerds. We'll rage all over your eardrums. This is Thirsty. And this is the wonderful, benevolent John. <laughs> benevolent. Benevolent. I can't say the word. Benevolent. 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 Erica's drunk. So we're starting the episode off right. Oh, yeah. I know it's also fun. We've reached a milestone. Yes, we are in the double digits, y'all. I'm super excited. The Big Ten. Yes. <laughs> so uh, before we start anything, we're going to talk about Delta HCon just for a little bit. It's from July 13th to 15th. As we've said the past couple episodes, we are going as press. So we're super excited to, you know, do some video live streams, talk to guests, take pictures and keep you updated. Oh, yes. All the live streams and. I get to test out my GoPros again. Again, yes. Because <laughs> I found a wonderful flaw with the ones I have. Yes, we we had him during Comic Palooza, and he found out after Comic Palooza that if the battery dies and you don't save it before the battery dies, all the information on the battery dies. Yes. So out of three days. I have half a day of <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing that the whole time. Uh, but, you know, super excited for Delta HCon. It's supposed to be really good. But this week's theme is space. 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 Glitter. So <laughs> we picked it for some obvious reasons. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited for this theme. Uh, I knew exactly what we we're going to talk about this week. So let's get started for Around the Net. And now we go around... The net. So, of course, uh, the whole force behind this theme of space is the United States Space Force. <laughs> space Marines! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> so, uh, the USSF, uh, which is the United States Space Force, is a proposed sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces intended to have control over military operations in outer space. It would absorb the operations and duties of the Air Force Space Command, a unit inside the United States Air Force that currently handles and supports most of the country's military operations in space. So we already kind of have a branch in place right now. It is a branch within a branch. We're not in this huge, well, we are in a huge galaxy, but we're not in this galaxy where we have 10 other habitable planets and we're at war with each other. We are, to our knowledge, one planet in our solar system that is the only inhabitable planet. So that's why we don't have a space force. <laughs> inhabitable we're for not, now. We're not, yeah, I know. I'm like, we're not currently at war with any other planets that I know of. Then again, we, you know, it could be. We do not know. They they, they keep everything from us. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but as soon as I heard this come out, I looked over to my boyfriend and I said, I knew there were fucking aliens. <laughs> I was like, I knew they've been hiding aliens from us. And I know this is why they're creating this task force is for the alien invasion that will soon happen. I am such a conspiracy theorist. I love this. But a lot of people are like, ah, Space Force. But it's whatever. I'm excited for it. Um... I mean, I personally, I don't think I have the drive to apply for USSF when it comes available. <laughs> um, I don't think I could go to space and not have alcohol, not have my fatty Tex-Mex food. Um, I'm not personally disciplined, but I know actually a lot of friends that would love to apply for this. 
I'm sure they'll like me when I can build a rail gun out of household parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, since we're talking about the USSF, you know, you're probably wondering what would I need to do? What would I need to have in order to be on this task force, right? Well, there's not really any prerequisitions for this task force since it's what? Just new and it's not even new. It's a proposed sixth branch. But we do have the requirements on becoming an astronaut, which you will need to be an astronaut of some sort. So here we go. The first one is a bachelor's degree in engineering, biological science, physical science, computer science, or mathematics. So those are givens. I mean, you're going to need that stuff to be in like freaking space. Well, especially mathematics, because, you know, that is technically the language of the universe that is universal. It, it is. But see, okay, so... I'm thinking we have the actual astronauts, the actual space scientists, and then you have Space Force. Like, it's kind of just like the army of space, you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like, mm, do you need a degree? Uh, do you, though? Like, it's just Space Force. It's kind of like the army, like the grunt of the force, you know what I'm saying? It's just like they're just... I don't know. That's just me, though. Oh, come on. You, you remember the movie Doom? <laughs> yeah, there's Doom. I mean, Star Troopers. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, those those guys were not the smartest of the fucking batch. So I don't know what they're coming up with this. We kill bugs uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> At least three years of related professional experience obtained after degree completion or at least 1,000 hours of pilot in command time on jet aircraft. So that could kind of lead into, well, you don't really have a degree, but you have a lot of flight time. Mm. The ability to pass the NASA long-duration astronaut physical. I've heard that is super hard. Oh, God, yes. There's no way I could pass that. Like, Because <laughs> even Colorado, where I was like a mile high and passing out from lack of O2, yeah, I'd be the worst thing there. I get carsick. Like, <laughs> I I got, I, one time I was driving and I was in the passenger seat and my world started turning and I was like, we need to pull over. I'm about to pass out. And we were just in a car. So, <laughs> so you have to have 20-20 vision, which I didn't even think about, um, either naturally or with corrective lenses. You have to have blood pressure, not more than 140 over 90 in a sitting position. And you have to be in a height between 62 to 75 inches. Okay. Another thing, another thing I would never have thought about. Uh, but, you know, they have to fit requirements, the space shuttle, everything else. And the spacesuits only come in one size. <laughs> Do they, though? Because I know, like, they have different cup sizes. So I would imagine they would have different, like, spacesuit sizes, right? Yeah, but, you know, it's government funding. So there's only going to be, like, one size between certain parameters. I, th- I think that's that's very true. In general, you must be in extremely good shape to be an astronaut, and it's expensive to make an emergency return to Earth in case of medical emergency in orbit. I never thought about that. Yeah. Like, what if someone has, like, a heart attack and just, like, dies up there? Uh, you stick them out in space, freeze dry them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Once you're selected, NASA does not consider you to be a full astronaut yet. There are two years of basic training ahead in which you are considered an astronaut candidate. So they take these last year, they had over 18,000 candidates. And those are just viable candidates. Oh, yeah. And then from there, they have their pool. And then from there, they have that. And then they have their candidates that aren't real astronauts yet. So it's crazy. So after the two years of basic training, you also have to become qualified scuba diver, do military water survival training, undergo swimming tests. 
You are exposed to high and low atmospheric pressures. You have to do flights in the Vomit Comet. I just love that. (laughs) (laughs) And get media and Russian language training, among other things. Oh, there's so much stuff you have to know. I want to know. I want to know how much vomit had to come out of that machine for them to deem it Vomit Comet. Uh, I wonder if that's the the <laughs> centrifugal. It uh, is, but yeah. like, how, like, does everyone vomit? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do. I mean, geez, Manid, that's crazy. You want an idea but, of it? Just watch the movie Space Space Cowboys. Space Troopers is a good movie. Whenever, whenever I heard about USSF, I automatically thought Space Troopers. I was like, we are about to fight some fucking aliens, bitch. Like, we are about, <laughs> like, we are about to go. We are about to go, sir. <laughs> oh, God, yes. It's like, Starship <laughs> Troopers, would you like to know more? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that leads into our questions. It's a time for questions. Are you a space ace? Well, it depends. Are we talking about uh, on the Wii? Or on the PlayStation. Boy, we're talking about classic arcade, Nintendo. Oh, then no. <laughs> <laughs> but I have played Asteroids. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Space Space Ace is really hard. So Space Ace is one of those um, old 80s, 70s video games. And it they came on the arcade originally. And they have a Nintendo uh, copy of it as well. But... It's one of those games that you have to move in a specific order, and then it plays a cutscene. And if you don't move in the correct order, you have a death cutscene that happens, and you start all over again. They had the game in Stranger Things. Uh, okay, I haven't watched Stranger Things. and Oh my god, what is wrong with you, sir? <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of things I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no! You always make time for Netflix. <laughs> I, I've been watching Netflix, but I've, been go- I've now almost gone through all of the anime section of Netflix. So you're just doing it wrong. Maybe. And I'm, I'm getting wrong. ready for Delta H Con. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Uh, is Pluto a planet? Yes, it fucking is. It was a planet when I was a kid. They tried to take it away. Then they brought it back. I don't know what it is right now, but it's a planet. It's also Mickey's dog. <laughs> Pluto Pluto is a planet. It will always be a planet. I don't care what none of y'all say. NASA needs to shut their mouth and they just need to say Pluto's a planet again. Are aliens out there? Yes. Yes, they are. They're watching us. And then the whole time through their telescopes, they see all the indigenous creatures on the planet. Then they see the humans getting inside them. So who do they think is the dominant species? <laughs> um... I mean, I think there's a reason we haven't been contacted yet. <laughs> oh, we're the we're the scum of the universe. <laughs> I I think so. Um, but besides religious and everything like that, you can't you you can't be so naive to think that we're the only planet within all these galaxies. We haven't even discovered all the galaxies. We can't be the only planet in this one small galaxy that has life on it, and we're not. And you know. It could be different kinds of life because alien life, it could be a different animal that has like human capacities. I mean, yes, we're humans, but we could have alien life form that is like a human on another planet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it kind of goes along with the old, the go straight logic on, the, on that. Right. You have billions of planets orbiting trillions of stars and we're the only planet that has life on it. It's an awful waste of space. Exactly. 
You know what? The Pope says that it's okay to believe in aliens, which makes me think there definitely are aliens because they tell the Pope everything, and I mean everything, and I'm like, Pope, what you know? <laughs> what are you hiding, man? <laughs> hmm. Could be interesting. Could be interesting, unless they're already here and terraforming the planet. That sounds that sounds like it could be happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did the aliens help us build the pyramids? Slavery did. I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Slavery did, guys. I don't think the aliens helped us. Um, that was just pure slavery. <laughs> there's, there's no other word to say it. I mean, you're slave driving these people, right? You're beating them. You're saying move faster. You have thousands and thousands of people building these constructions and they're like i wonder how people could do this this is beyond you know people power and i'm kind of like you'll be surprised what thousands of people can do at once sir (laughs) you know it still comes down to the whole thing like it was slavery once conscription where there's like okay this village builds this this village does this but pretty much they were building the things to their god on on the planet which was the pharaoh so, of course, they're going to be willing to do it, but at the same time... Okay, well, most of them were not willing, sorry. I just want to let you know that. Well, I know. There's still, there's, there's still a lot of debate over this. But that was one of the things. But also interesting, though, is how they align the pyramids to constellations in the sky. Well, I, again, I think that as humans, we want to think that we're the smartest, right? We don't want to think that some people thousands of years ago knew more than us. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be like, wait, we've been we've been around for we're for like 3000 something years longer than you or whatever. But we know less than you. No, that's not true. So it must be something else. Someone else smarter must have helped you. But no, we get some of our philosophy. We get some of our, you know, beliefs from things that have happened so many years ago. So why is it hard to believe that people who didn't have TV that didn't have distractions, that didn't have technology. Literally, their whole time was de- it was devoted to fucking science. I mean, so how is that hard to believe that someone that had purely 100% of their time was devoted into something couldn't be smarter than us? True, but not a lot of the times, too, it wasn't always science. It was also um, anatomy. Okay, sir. <laughs> you know, a lot of these scientists like died virgins, so I don't even want to hear about that, okay? So Newton died a virgin. Others did too. Some of them were like eunuchs, so a lot of them didn't get the anatomy part of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my point made. <laughs> Would you leave Earth to colonize another planet? So, no. My reason is when... Ever that happens, we're going to have the first gen, right? Any planet that we're going to go to, it is not going to be fucking close. Okay? So if I leave now, I'm in what? My late 20s, okay? I'm going to get there when I'm 50. Okay? Even if they deep freeze me or cryo chamber me, I'm still going to be old when I get there. Okay? Mm, not exactly. If you go with the whole, the faster you go through, if you go faster than the speed of the light, the more time slows down for you, but stays constant with everybody else. Uh, but, do, but do we have the technology for that? We don't have the technology for that. NASA's working on a warp drive. I mean, they've been working on it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What most likely would happen, like if we did it today, right? We would take people most likely in their early 20s. You know, people that we find smart, whatever, that can colonize, blah, 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 blah. And then we would take embryos 
or we would take fetuses or we would we would do something where that the babies are frozen in a different department. And then whenever you land on the planet, even though you might be 40 or something like that, you just pop the little fetuses in you or those little eggs. And then you have the babies. Sorry. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, here, we're going to go through there. You're like, okay, you get this kid. And it's just a turkey baster. <laughs> I mean, but, but, but pretty much, right? I mean, I, I think that's the only logical I mean, because we do not have the technology to do the warp speed stuff. So whoever goes, if it's in our lifetime, it would definitely be younger people. It would take 50, 40, 30 years to get over there. So they're already going to be in their mid years. So they're not going to waste their time. You know, OK, well, you're going to this is your mate. Try to see if you can get pregnant. No, they're going to be like, this is already a fertilized egg. It's going in you. You know what I'm saying? With the turkey baster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why are astronauts such monsters? Well, there's a big ego with it. <laughs> this came from a person who believes like all the moon landings are fake. <laughs> and that they created like ozone damage and everything. Uh, I think that the first American landing was fake. I believe that that was put up in a studio. Uh, hey, I might be wrong. I might get shit for it. Who knows? Who knows if it was fake? Who knows if it was real? I know that everything after that was real, but I don't think that the first landing was real. I think that we were in a race with Russia and everyone else, and we wanted to be first, and we wanted to go ahead, and we're like, oh, look, look what we did. True. No, I, think, I, I, think I, I do have to agree with that theory for the fact of NASA controlled all of the media for it so they could show you whatever they wanted. But there's also another thing on that where if it, they kind of touched on it in, trans, in one of the Transformers movies <laughs> where they go there. All right. And we're on the dark side. You got 10 minutes. And then they went to the <laughs> yes. up to the dark side of the moon and they, oh, there's a ship there that has Decepticons. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who know what? Who's who knows? Who knows what happened? Who knows if it's real? I don't think that they're monsters. Um, I think it's super funny. So, you know, Buzz Aldrin, right? Yes. Um, it was so funny because whenever he was going into space, he said, this is for you. And he addressed one of his old neighbors and I forget the neighbor's name. And people were like, who is this guy that he's addressing or whatever? And <laughs> when they asked him about it, he said that as a child, he overheard his neighbors saying, you're never getting sex just like that kid or whatever is going to be an astronaut. And then Buzz Aldrin became an astronaut. And so whenever he was in space, he said, this is for you. So he was hoping that that old man would get sex. <laughs> so it was the ultimate frack you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, I'm an astronaut, damn it. <laughs> um, if the Space Force is made, would you sign up just to get a pulse rifle or a lightsaber? I would love a pulse rifle. I mean, could I accept the responsibilities for it? I could probably kill someone like right away and get put in jail. So <laughs> I would be I'd be a horrible person to give a pulse rifle or lights. I would kill myself in 10 seconds with a lightsaber. No questions. I would kill myself. Um, accidental decapitation. Uh, I would love to apply for the Space Force. But I know, first of all, like my life, I could not do it. I could not just drop everything and train for like two to six years. I couldn't do that. My life is crazy. Like, I have a career, so I couldn't do that. Oh, I would still love to have a lightsaber, though. 
Like- I could definitely see you being in the Space Force. Oh, yes. With a shield. <laughs> <laughs> With a <the> shield. <laughs> it does nothing. It's just for show. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty. it's pretty true. This shield's a shit. <laughs> Is Starship Troopers just a meme? I enjoyed it. LOL. <laughs> No, it is more than a meme. But I love all the Space Trooper memes that I've been seeing the past week. They have been amazing. So please keep sending them. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love them. Oh, my gosh. I love the one with the dude's face and the meme shaking. And it says, I would like to know more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, that does it for questions. Uh, those, Those are some really good ones. Um... Jeez, colonizing on another planet. (sighs) I don't know. I know that there's some planets that we've looked at and that we think that they're viable, but there's no way of going back there and looking, which is crazy. I mean, we, I don't even know how we would go check because they're in other galaxies and we can only see it from a telescope. And I'm wondering, do we have technology that can go out to these other planets that are like light years away? Well, we sent those two probes out in 1978. So. Jesus. Yeah. And they're still, and they're still sending shit back. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, But you know what? That leads to how tech can help. How tech can help. So when you think about NASA and space and everything, you don't really think about how it affects us. NASA comes out with new technology pretty much every single day. You know, they they help us with things that we don't even consider. And here are a couple things. Uh, for one, cordless vacuums. NASA made that. Oh, yes, because you can't exactly trail a cord around you while you're on the space station. You're going to start tangling people up and everything else, and then next thing you know, someone gets thrown out an airlock, and then it's your fault, but no, you blame the corporal because he's the lowest rank. <laughs> you can't really trip over a cord in space, though, so it's kind of just like, okay. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, you can choke somebody with a cord. I think so. I think even though you couldn't trip over one, I think it'd be very easy to get mixed up in a cord, and then somehow you're like, ah, I'm going to die. And then you're out I- in the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> Flame retardant material. So they line the spacecrafts and everything with this material so that it doesn't catch on fire when it leaves the atmosphere. But anyway, uh, we use it for our fire guys, our firefighters, our fire volunteers. We use it for our clothes. We use it for our backpacks. We use it for a bunch of stuff that we use every single day. Even the guys that work in the steel mills, they're using the exact same stuff so they don't become a crispy critter. Yes. Temper foam. I almost forgot about this. You remember when Timberfoam mattresses first came out? Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is the stuff from space. Astronauts use this. Space age technology. Yes. And it was like, whoa, this is from space. (laughs) I'm going to sleep like astronauts, guys. (laughs) With your face pressed firmly against the fan or else you'll choke to death in the middle of the night. (laughs) Uh, Freeze dry technology. Oh, yes. All the wonderful yes. space food. The, the what, what is that stuff? The free, yeah, freeze dried, like strawberries, bananas, ice cream bars. And it's the only time you'll actually hear someone say, hold on, I got to sweep these ice cream crumbs off of me. <laughs> Who else goes to fries just to buy their freeze dry astronaut food? I do. 
I go to, every time I go to fries, I'm like, we got to get our astronaut food. <laughs> it has NASA on it, and it's like an aluminum bag, and you feel like spacey, What's r- and I'm like a loser. Well, well it's the same thing. <laughs> same thing also when anyone goes to NASA, you can buy the astronaut food there for a lot higher price, yes. unfortunately. <laughs> but I still have Neapolitan ice cream from the last time I went to NASA. That stuff's still good. It lasts till the end of the Earth. Nice. <laughs> Um, So those are some of the technologies that we've gotten. uh, But we also have some new projects that are happening. Uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. So I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but we have a lot of debris in our, uh, what is it? It's not, it's the stratosphere? No, the ionosphere. The ionosphere. So there's a lot of stuff in there. It's first of all, whenever a rocket goes in through those atmospheres, it sheds the metal each time it breaks through something. So you start off with these huge rockets, and then you, whenever it breaks through something, it falls off. So each time you go into space, that happens. So there's a lot of stuff up there. Oh, yeah. Same thing also with um, whenever they put new satellites up there because the old ones are running yes. out of fuel. They'll time it to where it's just enough for that rock, where there's just enough fuel left in it to put into a very high orbit. So it won't f- come crashing back down to Earth. And there's just tons of these things all over the place. And that actually goes along with the U.S. Strategic Command. Because they are tracking some 24,000 objects in space right now. That's crazy. All the way down to about 10 centimeters in size. Wow. That's crazy. But, of course, with that, there's only about some 18,700 of those that are publicly listed at Space Track. The rest are for the Department of Defense to know and you never to find out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's crazy how much stuff is out there. And so can people are not allowed, like people, regular people are not allowed to put out their own satellites, are they? Uh. Well, you gotta get something to get get enough thrust to get past the gravitational pull of the planet and but it into is orbit. illegal. That's what I'm saying. It's illegal to put out your own satellite. Yes and no. That's one of those. Because I know that they found a satellite a couple weeks ago, and they have no idea who the fuck it is. They don't know who this satellite belongs to, and they're like, "What the hell is this? What is it recording? What is it sending out?" That's the only thing that they're worried about is p- people doing like espionage and, re- and surveillance where they're not supposed to. That's the illegal part. Firing mm-hmm. a thing up into the atmosphere, yeah, that's no problem at all. They don't care. Okay. But they, just, but if you're firing something up and it, you leave something behind, it becomes their responsibility. It's kind of the same thing like you, if you get a boat and you go out into the ocean and you don't know what you're doing. When you capsize, guess what? The Coast Guard's going to come get you. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but again, just leading from that, satellite radio technology made by NASA. The reason that me and you are around, the reason that people can listen to everyone, um, internet radio. Oh, yes. Lots of internet radio that you can hear are wonderful, wonderful, I'm going to just use this other word, delicious voices. <laughs> upon all of your wonderful devices and everything else, because it is done by magic. That is how it is done. Magic. Fairies and wizards and witches. Oh, yes. All done with wonderful vitamins and ministers. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, the, all the wonderful tech that they do for that, and then that's what lets everyone here across everyone else in 
near real time, depending on how far away you are and how far the signal has to bounce between satellites. Same thing with satellite TV. You got all the broadcasts going down, but at the same time, the satellites are on the other side of the planet. They got to relay the signals over. Right. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that NASA gives us that... Oh, another thing was GPS technology. Yes, I know that GPS tracking and like actually locating people, locating things, it was made by NASA as well. So I, it's, it's just crazy. You don't think about all the stuff that you use daily. That is from space. That's from NASA. You know, H-Town, Hollow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, no, it's just amazing. Super proud of NASA. Super proud to be the home of NASA. But there is one thing that I want that we do not have. And this is something that I'm very serious about. Teleporters? No. Pins that write upside down. Oh! Anti-gravity pins. Where the fuck are they? Those people in space have them. Why can't I? And why do they cost billions of dollars? Why does it cost billions of dollars for an anti-gravity pin, sir? Well, you do know that if you go to NASA, you can buy one of those pins for $24.95. I want to buy one. Yes. I've been one ever since I read about them. And they said that it took like billions of dollars to develop them. And I'm like, why would it take so much money? And someone made a meme out of it. They're, you know, because people took all this money to make a pen. And then the Russians are just using pencils like normal human beings. <laughs> They're like, hey, look, <laughs> five cents. <laughs> oh, yeah. But with that, you got the shavings that can go into the instruments and spur oh, fire. God, 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 you know, God, they don't want God. anything flammable <laughs> up there. I guess. But the good thing with those NASA <laughs> pens, they can write underwater. They're really nifty pens. They really are. I was super, I'm like, I'm about to go up on their website and try to get some pens. <laughs> like, well, I want them. Well, it's the same thing. Like with Comic Palooza every year, they always have a NASA booth there because, well, we are Space City. And I always get a new patch every time I go there because my bag of holding convention edition has a big Velcro section on the front of it. So I'm, I just keep adding new patches constantly. That is super sweet. I did not know that they sold patches every year. Oh, yeah. And it's always weird prices, too, like $4.76 or something like that. Like That's weird. You know, just round up to 99 like everybody else. <laughs> just charge $5. Like, just, yeah. just, just don't be weird about it, guys. Um, you know what? You know what? I think it's time to, uh, to check out the female perspective on this. Girl power! So, for the female perspective, we're going to talk about the first woman in space. Uh, so, the first woman in space was a Soviet cosmonaut. Is that a word? Yes, it is. That is the... Ru- oh, my God! Why can't we use that instead of astronaut? That sounds so Because that cooler. goes back to the 1960s, where oh they wanted... Like, God. the Russians had the cosmonauts, and then we had... Because they're a cosmos, so they're going into the cosmos... And then astronauts, because they don't know. <laughs> cosmonaut. That is so cool. I want to be a cosmonaut, guys. Anyway, so her name was Valentina. Uh, she launched with the Vostok 6 mission on June 16th, 1963. Uh, she was the first woman to walk in space also as a cosmonaut. <laughs> uh, it was on her second mission. And she walked July 17th, 1984 as part of the Salyut 7 EP2. That's crazy. I mean, so I knew that the Russians were a lot more evolved than us in our space in the early years. Um, they were. Okay. No, no, no. There's a, there, the, the reason I say behind this is because 
We figured out how to make a show that could land on wheels. There's just impacted in the ground with parachutes. Okay, but you know what? They were there first. They did a lot of first time things before that we did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, during the Cold War time, not the, was it Cold War? Yes, it, it was during the Cold, the Cold War. War, right? Yeah, that, okay, I was born in the 1990s. <laughs> I was born in 81. Like pre, <laughs> yeah, this was like pre-me, the Cold War, right? Um, but anyway, so we were like back and forth with them. And so we were definitely motivating each other to be the best of the best and the best that we can be. Uh, but I imagine that we, as, you know, Americans, we would have a woman on the moon right after that but we actually america didn't have a woman in space until 1983 yep it is a that's crazy it's crazy but one of the things that was kind of interesting with all of that too is goes back to the stuff with the space junk and all that with which what uh the falcon x9 rocket is going to do whenever people saw sputnik fly over back in the 60s it wasn't sputnik they saw it was the fuselage that housed the (laughs) the satellite still floating there that was the first space junk that's crazy that's really crazy yeah you know just a little trivia (laughs) (laughs) trivia (laughs) um but again so the first american woman didn't um go into the moon and didn't even go into space until 1983 her name was sally ride and she was on the seventh space shuttle mission there's been a lot of women in space um women empowerment they're seen as equals you know equal whatever um so i was debating on whether to talk about this certain woman in the female perspective because i like to empower my fellow women you know but i i felt like we really had to bring her up we're going to talk about Lisa Marie Nowak. Uh, yes, the woman that used her NASA training to go across country in a diaper. Yes, it was a space diaper, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> so, okay. So, if if no one knows about Lisa, right, um, she was a astronaut. And she kind of formed this weird crush on a co-worker. But it wasn't reciprocated, and there wasn't really a romantic relationship at all. It was kind of like a schoolgirl crush that kind of went too far. Um, I can only imagine the, gosh, the psychological pressure that astronauts have to go through. I mean, they put you through psychological rigorous testing to make sure, because you you go through a lot. Like, you you don't think about it, but you're in space. And Oh, yeah, and you're crammed in the... With about six, eight people inside something a little smaller than a double-wide mobile home. Yeah, you gotta got make sure that you, these people don't go crazy and try to kill each other and push someone out of an airlock. <laughs> um, so, she evidently, she wore dri- diapers to do this, right? Uh, drove over 900 miles to kill fellow astronaut. So, sh- it doesn't really say why she wanted to kill her other female um, co-worker, she thought that there was a relationship between the female co-worker and the male that she had a crush on. She never confirmed or denied who the male co-worker she was infatuated with, but she accused her female co-worker of having a relationship with him, even though her female co-worker had a family and kids of her own. See, I just remember the whole thing on the story where she was just traveling cross country. She had everything with her. 
She had a sledgehammer. She had a knife. She had a wig. She had a trench coat. She had latex gloves. I mean, they 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 filed like attentive murder charges on her because she had everything she needed to murder this woman. So she was in Florida, and she drove all the way to Houston to catch her female coworker on an airplane. Yes. Right. So Lisa waited for an hour in receiving where people get their luggage luggage drop off. And so she waited there, and then she followed her coworker, and the coworker felt like someone was following her. And finally, she got to her car, and her coworker heard this running behind her, and she was freaked out, right? Because she already thought someone was following her. So she slams her door closed, and all of a sudden, Lisa, in a wig and a trench coat, is like hands on her glass, saying, "Open up, open up, give me a ride," crying. And you know, her coworker's like, "Oh my gosh, is everything okay?" She knew Lisa. She rolls down her window. Lisa takes out pepper spray and pepper sprays this girl's face in her car. Wow. Yes. Her coworker pulls out, drives over to the security, and they call the police. I don't know how she drived with pepper spray in her face. Well, I, I can't really say how either because I've never been pepper sprayed before, but I've had WD-40 in my eye and that hurts. <laughs> pepper spray is horrible. I, I can imagine. I'm surprised you've never been pepper sprayed. <laughs> Why does everyone say that? <laughs> I wait, more than one person has said that. You're the second person in my life that has ever said that. <laughs> I, you're a cool guy, man, but I'm surprised you've never been pepper sprayed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, John's awesome, though. John's a cool dude. <laughs> I'm just giving him shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have one thing to add to the female perspective. One astronaut that was aboard the Doom flight of the Challenger, Krista Alufi. Alufi, I can't, I can't pronounce her last name. I apologize, but she was the going to be the first educator to go into space. Yes. Unfortunately, the Challenger shuttle exploded just mm-hmm. shortly after liftoff. But. I remember learning about her in school and it was such a tragedy. Like my teachers would talk about her and you know, they would, they would, uh, they showed us all footage of it happening. And it was crazy because she was like the first educator. She was like a, she was like an elementary school teacher. And you know, everyone was watching it live of the liftoff and all of a sudden it just exploded. Yeah. Cause I remember I was five at the time and I remember seeing Mm -hmm. on TV shell taking off and, yeah and they said what happened was is there was a leak yeah one of the o2 manifolds and that and that led to a chain reaction which led to the shuttle exploding it's crazy how just like one thing can just it it, it was just one thing but one of the things in new hampshire has proclaimed a day in tribute to the local teacher January 28th will be known as Christina McAlufe Day in honor of the woman selected to become the first educator in space. That's really sweet. And astronauts Joe uh, Abaca and Ricky Arnold recently said they will pay tribute to McAlufe by carrying out her science classes experiments on the Air National Space Station. Yes, I remember. I remember hearing about that. Yes, I did. Mm hmm. I mean, it was a tragic event. I remember learning it myself as a kid, you know, years later, you know, and it it really affected teachers because teachers were excited. Kids were excited. 
And then she and she was a great teacher from what I heard of. Everyone loved her. She was beloved. And so it was really sad what happened. Yes, it was. And that also led to them going through all of the shuttles and making sure that this event would never happen again. Right. It was a sad time, sad time. But you know what? I'm I'm excited for the future of NASA. I'm excited about the future in space. Uh, can't wait for Rick and Morty to actually happen. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait for Rick and Morty. I can't wait for uh, Cowboy Bebop. Now that I, I can, <laughs> I, I, I would love to see. <laughs> can't wait for Star Troopers. Can't wait for the USSF. Oh, <laughs> uh, Space Marines. Hoo-ah. Space Marines. I, I just want to see the visuals and the posters oh. for this. That's what I want to see. Oh, God, right? yes. I mean, they must be like amazing classic 1950s looks. <laughs> like it would be pimp. Pew, and pew, you pew. know what's going to be bad, though? They're going to look exactly like the Space Marines in StarCraft. I wouldn't even be mad at those. <laughs> <laughs> Not even mad. Not even mad. But that wraps it up for episode 10, guys. Um, that, that, was, that was lots of fun. I love space. Uh, I'm excited about the future of the USSF. Uh, it is proposed. I think that it for the future, definitely, it would be a great add-on. It's not really useful right now. I think they should leave it as is. But it's fun to think about, right? It's definitely fun to think about having a space freaking force. That's amazing. As long as we don't have something like in Justice League Unlimited where you had the watchtower with that powerful laser aiming down. (laughs) And then somehow it's going to be like RoboCop 2 when they power it up and it misfires and just burns out all of the West Coast. Don't talk about RoboCop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Let's let's plug in our stuff, man. Um, if you want to talk to me, I'm at Thirsty Erica. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, John, you are. I at- am on Facebook and Twitter under Dogfin Studios, and you can also email me at dogfinstudios at gmail.com. Please send me anything. I want to hear all of <laughs> anything. If you want to just send me a story, I'm happy with that. If you want to hear topics for new shows send those to me because i want to know what you want to hear john is also taking on a lot of projects as well you are talking about starting some new ones adding on to dark fin studios so i'm excited about that and people you can send in your ideas if you have a show and you just want a studio and a home to come to definitely reach out to us you know what i'm saying like we're family We, we love sharing with people and promoting everyone so definitely hit us up you can contact me at thirsty at ragingnerdspod.com. All of our websites is ragingnerdspod, uh, P-O-D. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. And then if you want to listen to us, we are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are on iHeartRadio as Dogfin. But definitely check us out. Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a review on Facebook. Tell us what you want and let us know how we're oh, doing. Yes. Because we love our listeners and we would love all your feedback. But that is it. And thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week.